0: I'm a glutton for growth in all the ways and uh, I there's no way it would be like trying to keep your head above water with somebody holding me by the ankles if I wasn't with somebody like Bean, you know instead she's like pushing me to the surface and I'm like doing the same for her
1: from Metro Edge this is edge of greatness a show for cutting-edge professionals and thinkers alike about entrepreneurs thought leaders and game changers on their journey to personal and professional success. Sarah, this was an amazing conversation with Heather and Bean from urban flex and flow in uh, in Carmichael. And um, just quick shout out to Benny. Benny is that Sarah's dog who, sorry, we missed you, Sarah, for this episode, 30 minutes, not kidding, before this episode, Sarah had to rush Benny over to the vet hospital, but he's doing well. So I I took this conversation solo.
2: Yeah, thank you for doing that. And yes, Benny is doing well, uh, better than ever. So I'm sorry I missed it. (laughs) I I did have a chance to listen to the episode. And after listening to it, I was wildly inspired to work out and jump on my stationary bike and go for a walk and do yard work and be outside and active. Um, A couple of the biggest things, though, that I took away from listening to this conversation, Josh, were... um, you know, the idea that the two of them love the grind and they they wake up every day and they want to keep going and they love what they're doing. And, and it's because they have built a life around something they love. And, you know, it's not even work to them. Sure, it's a grind, but it's fun and they love it. And, you know, when we asked them, when you asked them um, about building a business, their response was, you know, these things don't just happen overnight. You have to work really hard at them but for them it doesn't feel like work because they have found something that they love.
1: Yeah, I mean, what what was yeah, what, what was really cool is like when like you could tell that bean gets a really big kick out of it's it's really not about like the financial motivation. It's really all about helping her clients live a healthier lifestyle and um, it's like you're right, like for them it's a lifestyle more than anything. Um, and my biggest takeaway was, was that it's incredible to see how the two of them who were not just business partners, but life partners, how they, um, they really epitomize the inverse versus Yang, how, um, they both have different strengths and weaknesses, but they enhance the other person, help them, um, be better. And kind of each of their, like, like, um, where they have less strengths. And so I just really love to see how like two people can like really enhance the other person. And it was like just really special
2: for me. Yeah, absolutely. They they do a really great job of pushing each other really hard and also being a tender, supportive partner. So it's it was super cool to hear about that. Um, with that, let's jump into our conversation with Bean and Heather.
1: So taking back to the beginning, what was childhood like? Were you active in sports, health, and fitness growing up?
0: Go ahead. Um, Yeah, I come from a super competitive family (laughs) across the board. So like sports was a, it wasn't like a can't do you want to, it was you have to. And um, it just, I love, I love athletics and I love sports. My mom was a ballerina and my dad grew up pretty poor in Greece. So he was not like a organized You know, sports kind of guy, but he is super athletic and um, really fit and always has been. And so uh, like working out and health was non-negotiable in my house. Um, I was a swimmer and water polo player and um, growing up super competitive and I loved it. Um, My mom put me in yoga at 15, though. So um, I got started really young in yoga and um, feel really lucky because there was not a lot of kids doing yoga at the time. It's just me and um, totally. that's yeah so very athletic background for me
3: um i also was uber athletic i come from a family of non athletes though my mom was <laughs> a beauty queen and my dad was like a fourth string <laughs> kicker <laughs> you know so i um uh, but i was super active um probably like hyper active and so they put me into gymnastics and I tackled the first kid I saw because I thought it was WWF. <laughs> I saw the blue mats and I was like, yeah. So then I went to soccer super quick as like <laughs> a little tiny person. They're like, this is not for her. So I did um, like club soccer all through high school. I lettered in three three sports, got a scholarship. I don't want to toot my own horn, but I was like very athletic. So um, you should toot your own horn. So I got, got a scholarship to Cal I ran track there. That was my third favorite sport and the uh one I was best at. And so after a couple of seasons, I transferred and played soccer at Sonoma State, got another scholarship there. Um that's amazing. Then, Wait, so yeah. were you
1: just real quick? So like were you, were you like a massive like uh, WWF fan? Like when you were like yeah, me and
3: my dad where we would go to like those ones, like the cage fights and like Hulk Hogan and the ultimate warrior. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we were into it. I was was picturing
1: in gymnastics.
0: (laughs) I totally was like, this is amazing. I took out some little boy and I'm like, wow. If that's like an example of how she is, though, and like everything, it's like right there. Full all the way out, falls to the wall. Sorry, can I say that? And like everything, you know?
1: (laughs) What 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 event did you run track for Cal? uh, Cal?
3: I ran the mile and the two mile.
1: Oh, wow.
3: So it's like it's a, a dead super sprint. unique event, yeah. Yeah, it's like a dead sprint, but it's long.
1: Um, so to your home for a second, like what was your what's your fastest mile?
3: Um, it was right under five minutes. Insane. <laughs> that
1: is so epic.
3: Yeah. But now when I run, I'm like, who was that person? How fast were my legs moving?
1: Running's like that where you can be like so top of your level, and then you can take a couple years off, and you can be like, God, I can't even. I can hardly run like a nine minute mile.
3: I can't even imagine. I'm like, how did I do that? So, uh, but that wasn't my gig. I'm I'm still pretty great at running, uh, but it's not it's not my favorite. It's a, a it's its own
1: beast. Yeah. Running. Um. So, um, I understand that each of you uh, found your way into like entrepreneurial business. Um, in, in your set in your individual separate ways. What were you doing prior to starting your business, and how did you, you know, kind of do your own do your own thing?
3: Um, I. Honestly, I, I don't think I've ever been like not in the fitness realm. I like started a personal training program in college um, just so I could have a job. And then, um, which it still exists. I'm like, yeah, that's nice. It's like 25 years out and they're still using that protocol. Um, so I've just always been in it. If I was like a front desk person or a trainer or wiping equipment down, which I had to do. It sucked. Now I like yeah. wiping my equipment. I'm like, yeah, man, I bought this. This is nice.
1: Yeah. Plus <laughs> co- COVID a kind of taught us it. how to wipe our equipment. Yeah. And I'm like, too. dang,
3: that was so gross when I was like 19. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so um I've just kind of always been in it. Um I, when I graduated from college, I worked for my dad. My dad owns a a flooring and painting and construction company. And he told me he needed help. And so I did his books for him. I have a international business degree, um, which was like a non-negotiable and my family, we were, we we're going to work for dad. And so I worked for him and was wildly unhappy. And I think, <laughs> I think he recognized that. And, um, I started teaching full-time, like I think I was 21 and, um, just started collecting classes and ended up having like a very full schedule really quick. So I was a full-time teacher, um, before I opened my studio. Um, and it was, you know, just like the next best step for me. I had, it was my only route to continue to grow in my field and in my personal practice. And so it was just, it was time for me to take that step, but I was a full-time teacher, yoga teacher.
1: So you were like a full-time teacher. I think you were telling me that basically you were like the next, the next normal thing for me to do was like, let's just go start my own thing. And that was urban yogi, right? That
0: was urban yogi. Yeah. I had, I do like international retreats and I I lead teacher trainings and I do workshops and stuff like that. And it was, I had just gotten to the point where I had like reached my ceiling in all the studios I was in. And it was definitely time for me to go make my own way. And when you do that,
1: thing. do you take a lot of your, um, a lot of the people that you're teaching do they come with you,
0: yeah, sometimes you know every teacher has like a following, and I had been I had taught at so many different studios and for so long that I would say I had like a i have a a a loyal base. And so they, yeah, a lot of them came with me, and a lot of them, you know, are teachers themselves, and so they'll pop in when they can. But yeah, that that happens; it's part of it for sure. Is that
1: sensitive at all with the like with the old employers? I'm always curious how that works.
0: <laughs> Probably, <laughs> yeah, absolutely, okay. absolutely. Um, a little summer, a
1: little love lost, just a little bit.
0: Just a little, yeah. mo- you know. Most of them really understood, which was most of them were really understood. A couple were a little cold about it, but also, you know. um, that's just that's part of it. So, but yeah, I think it's more of like a quiet, uh, it's a quiet, unsaid, unsaid burn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are there
1: enough yogis in town though? Maybe where there's like there's enough room for a lot of instructors to be successful.
0: That's the hope, you okay. know. The hope is like, you know, my very one of my very first teachers said, like, I my wish is that there could be a yoga studio that's successful in every single corner, because everybody wants to practice. Um, is that the reality? No, but, um, yeah, there's, I think, uh, certain people definitely have a easier time with it than others. It, it's not one of those jobs where everybody should make it their main gig. Well, I'll just put it that way. Like, you know, some people can do it full time, but it takes a real, don't let anybody fool you. It's absolutely a hustle and a it grind. It's a grind. It's a grind. So, um, and people like to say, you know, it'll just come to you and that is not, that's not, True. You have to work for it really hard. The business. I I definitely want to
1: dive into the business side too. But and then so being like, when did you realize that this isn't going to be like a hobby for you? This was going to be like the like a career and
3: like the first when I moved to SAC, I like started working as a trainer, and I would just take everybody on. Take I would take the free ones. Like give me the free ones because I I'll convert them so easy. It's a it's like being a car salesman, but fitness. You're like pushing fitness, you're hustling fitness, which you think people would be like, yes, I should spend this money. But it's a it's a it is a grind. I mean, I was working like 5 a.m. till 9 p.m. Just trying to make the ends meet. And then um, I moved from Natomas over to Carmichael and I knew I was something special because those people I had there came with me to Carmichael. And then I was like, okay, man, I think I'm pretty good at this. Like they're driving like through traffic to get to me in Carmichael. I'm going to, I'm going to ride this out. I'm going to collect as many clients as I can. And then I'm going to open my own spot. And that's what I did. Didn't you say you were kind of like,
1: you were like slinging a lot of products too? Yeah,
3: like like, like the big gyms want you to sell all kinds of products and I just wouldn't do it.
1: Didn't feel right. You were like, I I got to do do it. That's
3: like crack. Like I'm not selling that. So how about just exercise and not put bad shit in your mouth?
1: Did you like know you were like, okay, I got like, let's just I'll pick a number. Like, I got 30 people, like now I'm ready. Is that kind of how you did it?
3: No. No. no, I was like, I mean, I knew I had a good following. I didn't know how 24-hour fitness was gonna take it, that I was gonna just take my people <laughs> and move, you know, a couple miles. Um, but I I just decided to do it kind of on a whim. Like I had a business plan and everything, but I just found a spot, made up a name real quick. It was Urban Flex Fitness. Got a business license. Asked some people if they would come with me and I left.
1: And did you like do you get investors? Like, how do you how scary is that first jump? Like, do you sign do you sign like a short-term lease? How do you do it?
3: I signed a lease. I didn't get any investors. I figured out ways to do it without borrowing any money. Um, like I leased all my equipment, leased to own, and um I just went from there.
1: So you keep like trying to keep the expenses as, as like as low as possible. You like you take a leap of faith and and then like was it pretty successful right away or was it like.
3: It, it, actually, it was okay. like so many people showed up and showed out for me. It was it was uh, pretty awesome. And to be honest, I had never taught a group class ever in like 15 <laughs> years of being a personal trainer. And I'm all this is it. I'm going to And I'm pretty shy. So I was like, oh, no. This is awful. I have to talk to like 15 people at one time and um, it actually worked out pretty good.
1: But it sounds like the do you love the grind and the hustle like that I do
3: I love it Yeah. <laughs> bring, bring it.
1: No and I love it too. So um, so um, how did the two of you meet and then how did how did the two businesses form?
0: Um, <laughs> she came, she took my yoga class. My mom owned a yoga studio too in okay. Carmichael and I was teaching there and, um, she came in and, um, made me really, really nervous. Cause I had like such a big, cr- I, I, I instantly had a huge crush on her and Whoa. was like, yeah. And I, you know, like, it's so funny cause that was a really long time ago and, um, she was married and I, I had, I, it's so <laughs> we, it, no, 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 shady, funny no funny business. <laughs> no, yeah. But I you was can like, still be uh, taken
1: back by someone, you know. That's yeah. I, I was mean, so taken yeah. back.
0: And my mom, you know, it's so funny because I said it in our wedding vows. Uh, my mom told me when I was like, you'll just know when you meet your person, you'll just know. And I was like, mom, that's such BS. Like, no <laughs> way. But when I think back to when I first saw her, I have never, I'm a really confident, like, very social, very easy to talk, like, I have a minor in communications. Like communicating is my go-to. I was like wordless and was so awkward. And so she would like walk away.
3: I'd be like, oh, I'm here to take your class. And I, I think I need to pay you for a mat. And she would like look at me and then just walk away. And I'm like, I
0: guess I get a free mat today. <laughs> so we met in my yoga class. Oh my and
1: God, then, it's cringing. I love it.
0: Many, many, many years later, she reached out to me. She slid in my DMs Dude. and was like, it. "Yeah, she's like, you should come to the gym." And I had just moved back to Carmichael from Midtown, and I was like, "Okay, that that's cool." And she still made me super nervous, and I like would pretty much look at the floor when I left because I just still had such a big. Oh my ritual. god,
1: you're so funny!
0: <laughs> and eventually, she asked me out, and it took me a really long she time. She said to, no, yeah, like, I said no, probably twenty times. That
1: is so funny. Why would why do you do that?
0: I know what the hell. <laughs>
1: I was okay. like, your biggest crush asks you out, and you're like, nah.
0: Okay. Not today. If I'm being a hundred percent honest, I thought she was out of my league. I really did. In the beginning, I was like, I was Aww. like, and yeah. <laughs> See, it's sweet. It's not weird. And she was, she didn't, she wasn't direct about asking me out. She like asked me and don't ever do this if you're this flirting with is, this a yoga is not teacher. right don't do this she-, she asked for a private lesson and i sent her my rates like yeah oh, for oh, one that's hour.
1: confusing that's super confusing
0: for for my you know i this is what i charge for an hour or i would love to do a trade like maybe you could do pt with me and i'll do private yoga with you so it was really like it wasn't until she sent me like a sexy picture that i realized she was flirting with me oh, okay so
1: then then it, then the truth came out okay yeah
0: and then i started saying yes and was like oh and my friends were like you're being so dumb she's hitting on you and i was like oh are well, you yeah, sure that's
1: pretty forward you're like okay i think i think
3: <laughs> she's all do you think she sends all of her her athletes these pictures of her abs
0: <laughs> yeah they're all of them <laughs> i don't know that's so funny who gets to, who gets to like date their biggest crush of all time? Usually that's like a pipe dream fantasy. You know what I mean? So that's what it like was in my mind. She was just like this thing I had created in my mind of being like, you know, and she was married for so long. I never thought she would ever be available. So it was just like out of my, it was out of my radar. <laughs> totally.
1: So, okay. So you started dating and you, you each have your own businesses and then what happens next?
3: Um, COVID, COVID happened. happened. COVID. Yeah. And like Heather really uh pivoted, she really pivoted. I'm I'm old, okay. I was like, that's it. The business is folding. That's <laughs> fine. I'm going to Starbucks. I'm personable. I'll be great. And I was and like, she absolutely was like, not. Hold on. And she got us all online and she set up this platform and actually kept us successful. And so
0: that was like our first taste of like kind of doing things together. Yeah. I like um, I like. I'm a, am like a nose to the ground like a bulldog when it comes to like I I think I do really well in bad situations. I I just kind of like, like fight or flight.
1: You're like let's yeah, fight. I'm fight. I got this. Yeah. I'm a
0: 100% fight. She's flight. I'm a 100% fight. She's like
1: I'm done. I'm retired. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm out. I'm moving. I'm leaving the country. <laughs> so I like instantly I think I was one of the first people in Sacramento and I made this video and was like I'm going to give I'm going to give you guys two weeks of free classes online, um, through social media Whoa. and I did in- instantly. And then all the local studios kind of followed suit. And within less than two weeks, I stayed up like morning and night <laughs> really, I didn't sleep much. And I built this online platform for us. I found something that could work for both of us. We built out the schedule. I announced the last day of free classes. And within two weeks, uh, my studio was fully online and I, really wanted to do it with her. And at first she was a little hesitant. We had only been together two years. We had just gotten engaged though, but we, we had been together two years and we had just gotten engaged and it was like, you know, really uncertain territory, but within like two weeks of her watching me do my studio online, she did the same and we combined first virtually. And, um, and then we built our new brand and our new business. And we did it really slow, which I think was really helpful. And we did it like one step at a time. And it, it really culminated in me deciding to close. Don't mind. Me. We've got a Frenchie. <laughs> we-, oh we decided,
3: well
0: <laughs> we decided to, I decided um, Midtown was just my, the block I was on the, the neighborhood I was on, was just dying dead. And I, stayed as long as I could. And we decided, she decided finally to move. She finally really, she needed me to be like, you can do this. And then she found the belief in herself. She struggles with that a little bit where I'm like, you're the most amazing human. What do you mean? What if I said, she found a bigger space. We moved, we built I it. We should have done it like a decade yeah. ago. And I was like, no, I like, this. this is my spot.
3: I'm used to this. This is where I park. This is what you're it smells like. Yeah. Yes. And I was so.
0: And I'm the out. I'm the like. Bro, I was like we bro, gotta
1: get bro. uncomfortable.
3: Totally. And I, I like even with this, I negotiated my rent so much. I'm like, well, I don't know. Let's revisit this in 12 yeah, yeah. months, okay? Let's just re. Okay, let's write that in writing. And um,
0: she's more like sign the lease. <laughs> sign the lease.
1: Well, that's actually you yin and yang. You guys totally bounce off each other. So oh, yeah, now.
0: we're such a good partnership. Like. Regard besides our love is amazing and our relationship is the best ever, but not to like toot our own horn, but beep, beep. Um, <laughs> but like our energies for what the other needs is like such a good balance. And so she really lights a fire in me. Cause I can be, um, I can be very fiery, but I, I have trained myself to be super grounded and more like even keeled, but I really need someone to like, she really ign- ignited my fire again to like v- do, be like this active in our business. And, um, yeah, we built out that spot. It's, um, it's so cool cause we have like a full gym and then a beautiful yoga studio in the same, like it's all in one building and it has just been, it's been awesome. amazing. Yeah.
1: So let's, let's talk about, about urban flex and flow. Like what's the mission and how is it different from other fitness studios?
0: I mean, for me, I think uh, when we decided to mesh together and I think for both of us, like this is our way of living. It's it's like what we do. We want people to find balance between but balance within themselves and health and wellness across the board. And I think that like bringing the the fire and the push of the gym with the the flow and the groundedness and real compassion of this yoga studio it gives people the chance to both push themselves and surrender and soften, which really is like how you get well. Some people need that permission yeah, to do both. Yes.
3: You know, some of the yogis are like, well, I don't know. I'm supposed to just be chill and not, not do these hard things and vice versa. So it's been like really actually pretty cool to watch, watch it happen. people switch over and like
0: just watch their personalities change a little and their practice. Like my mm-hmm. yogis are getting so strong and her gym people that I never thought would do yoga are like their shoulders are opening and they're able to, you know, their hips are opening. They're like getting deeper in their squats. And so it's been really, it's been, and it's really starting to show like now we opened this location in um October. October. So it's about what, six months. Mm-hmm. And congratulations, really-
1: by the way, I heard it's
0: just Thanks. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Got married in September. Opened our new spot in October. Oh, yeah. She was a little oh, mad about the timeline, but I was more like, "Today's the day. We're moving." <laughs> She's like, "What?
1: How long was it a long engagement?"
0: Yeah, because we got we got engaged the month before the world shut down. Like I was planning our engagement party when COVID right. hit. We that's a normal our-
1: engagement for like for 2021, 20,
0: 2020. Yeah. yeah, so it was like two, two years. years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Two years.
1: Like I'm picturing, so this whole like surrender, like so pe- so something about urban flex and flow, like people feel comfortable to kind of come as they are. And like, there's a lot of intimidation in the gym world where like people just kind of show up as they are. And they're like, God, I don't look like these other people, but something about what you've done, like creates people to feel really like welcome and that they can be successful there.
0: Yeah. Honestly, I think I like, The best part about our gym is when you walk in, everybody looks different. Yeah. And like someone you know, like there's no pretentiousness or competitiveness except for within themselves, and everybody cheers each other on. It is like, I mean, the people are high-fiving when they run out the door. Yeah. Why do you
1: why do you guys think that is? Like I have some ideas, but I'd love to hear like, how were you able to create that environment for the customers?
3: I think the customers have have like the um the power of creating it themselves i think
0: it's you you do yeah i think it's us i'm, I am high like, that's what I'm I a think. high I'm i think high it comes
1: us. from the it comes from the top and then it trickles down like we're the people both, that run the place are doing it then then everyone else starts to do it too
0: we're like everybody's friend genuinely we really are we're like being matches my compassion and kindness which i haven't found in another human which is part of why i married here um oh. With, that's really hard to find somebody that like thinks of others almost always first, like Bean is that person. And I think I said this when you asked me when we were talking before, it's, Bean makes it really hard to quit and really hard to say no. So like she is she is like, I think she's the seed that created the community of her gym and the people that came, had that same kind of compassion, that same kind of kindness, that same kind of desire for community and support. And that's why don't be so humble. It was you. It was her.
1: No, mm-hmm. I was, that's what I was thinking. Like before I was thinking, it has to from the top. Um, I would say being in our conversations, I would totally agree with what Heather just said, which is you are a hundred percent a high person. Yeah. yeah you're so pumped on life like just being around you even for the 30 minutes that we spoke last time I just got like such good energy like I want to go out and am like I want to go I'm like I should go crush it run like I gotta <laughs> <laughs> I come it.
0: yeah <laughs> um,
1: so I, I I think it's a really cool environment that you've created I do want to talk about what Heather just said is like what is this exercise psychology if I'm saying that right like what's your background in it why is it so important
3: so i i studied it in, in my under my grad school career um i think basically it's just the behavior of humans in exercise right so like there's so much that goes into that like motivation or barriers and most barriers are just perceived barriers um accountability not me keeping you accountable but like you keeping you accountable like you know what you're supposed to eat why don't you tell me what you're not going to eat you know like there's just so much that we forget that goes into like being successful in in fitness and health. And it's not just like you think of exercise as moving your body mostly, but I think it's 50/50. It's a mental and a and a physical game. What are like the
1: biggest things that you find that that doesn't allow someone to follow through with their with their health and wellness goals?
3: Um I think the biggest one I would like to say sometimes it's like people who excuse her size, like they make an excuse why they can't do it. Like, yeah. no, it's not that you can't do it. It's you just world. don't want to do it. Yeah. No, percent so like, Right. So it's all do it. do
1: you, like, do you ever do it too? Or are you like, I'm the best? Like, I'm like pretty dialed in now.
0: No, I, no. I've had, I have to like, she's actually, <laughs> if I have to say anything since we dated, she's gotten better at resting. She like, Bean has no stop. She's just like, Ago and all the time, and so you know, I've helped her learn how to like take one rest day. Like on one of our first dates, I was like, "Do you want to go for a walk?" And she was like, "Why?" And I was, <laughs> God. And I was like, "What a walk! Like where?" She's like, "Where are we walking to? Can we walk <laughs> just, for, just to walk for fun? Like just to walk and enjoy nature." Oh, wow. just
1: it so was, you just go, go, go. Like, if we're not yeah, going yeah. somewhere, I'm, I'm going to have a hard time, like, wrapping my head around, like, what we're actually right. doing right now.
0: Yeah, there's, like, no chill. Oh, okay. chill. <laughs> but, but but
3: before we get, get off too far, besides the excuse exercisers, I think that's actually secondary to, like, people's um, self-love. Yeah, I think that's the hugest thing that keeps people, or, like, confidence. Like, you can do it. You can do it. You're, you're just like limiting yourself by putting these fake barriers up that don't really exist. So I think before we get off of that, that's, I think that's more, more than just being that's, so,
1: that's so true. And like, I just got sugar. So I always think to myself that if I go like follow through with my exercise goal for the day, I know for a fact that I've already won the day. Like, I don't care what happens the rest of the day I've won it. And so like knowing that before I actually follow through is such a big deal for me, um, because it creates just like, kind of like, I'm like, I'm like the best. Like, I'm like, I'm the best. I just love myself.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: And so that's, that's a good point. Um, thanks. Yeah. Um, Heather, I'd love to dive into like, how does yoga enhance our health and wellness? You mentioned Dharma, which I want to dive into.
0: Um, so I don't think that you can separate mental health from physical wellness. You can try all you want, but like the, the quality of your innermost self will affect your outermost self. Cause we are inherently one big operating machine and the body and mind and spirit are all like an equal part of that. So if your thoughts are toxic and sick, your body will feel toxic and sick. And so, you know, with yoga, um, yoga, My teacher always says, like, yoga meets you where you are, not where you want to be. And um, it makes you practice right there with everything that's in front of you. And um, I think, you know, like, there's no perfect recipe for getting to a better place within your own self in yoga. Because, like, what Bean goes through on her yoga mat and what I go through on my yoga mat are completely different. But in the end, they both practices get us to where um, we can feel a little more ease and compassion, whatever, you know, whatever it is you need to feel or need, need to get to. Um,
1: you told me that like, like the yoga practice for you doesn't stop when you leave the mat. Is that kind of how you describe it?
0: Yeah. Well, you know, I think what a lot of people don't realize is that yoga is a philosophy for living. It's right. not, there are actually eight limbs on what people call yoga, the path of yoga. There's eight limbs asana practice or posture practice what people do in a yoga studio on a yoga mat is only one limb so the other seven the real practice of yoga is meant to guide you towards um people some people call it freedom or enlightenment or liberation but it's really um it's really just it is it's a system for living that gives you less suffering and more peace so no it um you know your practice if you do it right your practice on your mat helps you off of your mat in your everyday life. Less suffering, more peace. Yeah. I sign love you, that. Sign yeah, me up.
1: Cool. I mean, what like what else more can we reach for than that right there? I just yeah. love it. Um so um, so what is dharma?
0: Dharma is um the dharma has a couple meanings, but when I was talking to you about it, dharma means like your life's work or your life's purpose. Um, each of us, according to yoga philosophy is born with a gift that we're meant to share. Um, sometimes like in beans case, and then in my case, our Dharma is our, our work as well, like our career and other times it's not, um, everybody though is born with a purpose to live and to, um, devote themselves to, uh, some are really big. Like you think about like Michael Jordan or, um, I don't know. The Dalai Lama or Fox yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or Mother Teresa, right? Like these, um, these huge, very apparent people living like their life's mission or their life's purpose, their life's work. But in yoga, there's also like every, every single person's gifts were meant to use. So like being is living her Dharma by giving people fitness and wellness and making them believe in their self. Cause that's really what she does. And for me, my purpose, yes, I like teach yoga, but I also, I think one of my biggest uh, gifts is empathy and um, being able to, really let somebody get to know themselves and love themselves more. Like, I really think that that's my purpose is, is through self-reflection and and, and care, uh, like a deeper love for the self. That's one of my gifts. um. And I do that through yoga. She does hers through fitness, you know, so it's your life's work. That's what Dharma is.
1: Could Dharma be like just being like a really great mom or dad for Absolutely. Or like being a great teacher um, uh-huh. to, to, to kids. Okay, cool.
0: And, you know, it um there's if there's like one book everybody should read across all religions because it deals with the biggest human condition, which Sherry talked about. It's um the Bhagavad Gita because it's a story about um overcoming self doubt and really that life is a battlefield and we're always kind of standing across. Our greatest nemesis, which is usually um, yourself. Yourself, yeah. Look at that. (laughs) So go out and find a version of the Bhagavad Gita and read it. Who's the author? What's that? Who's the author? Oh, it was. It's considered a sacred text, so I don't know the original Uh, author. It's sort of like um, we'll put on the show notes
1: so we can all look it up and. and
0: I can send you some. I can send you like the versions that I really enjoyed that really helped me it's a pretty esoteric teaching um there's translations literally in every single language um everybody should read the bhagavad gita at some point and you know recognize that uh that voice inside of you there's two one is your voice of doubt or ego and your other is the voice of god or your innermost counselor and it's the voice that's always leading you to do what's right and to do what's most aligned for you. Maybe never what's easiest or what you want, but definitely the direction you're supposed to head in. Like,
1: It's usually not what's easiest.
0: At all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's awful. Yeah. That's why, I'm really, that's why I've gotten really good at being uncomfortable and working through it anyways. Like when I said I am a bulldog and I will put my nose to the ground and just go. Yoga really helped train me to do that. Like it teaches you to work through your discomfort while you're in it and let it show you who you are and remind you of your own innate, like power. So just special practice. Sweet. Yeah.
1: I want to dive into like the business side of, of urban flex and flows. So how do you think about growth that like at this point in the business, like do do you set goals each year and like how much time do you actually spend the way I think about it is like how much time do you spend on the business as opposed to like in the business with like with clients, for example.
3: We were kind of talking about that and it might be like a little non-conventional, but yeah. like I, I really haven't set any goals. I just like mostly every day want to be the best version of myself <laughs> and like do the best. And I only like hold that true inside the building that I'm in you know? So like, I, I want to see the best version of myself within my gym. Hey, and I don't care really what's going on around
0: me, you know? Um, so, and I don't know if Heather sets goals. No, really? Like, I think this goes back to Dharma though, for me, because she loves what she does. I love what I do. We do it every single day and it's inherently connected to our everyday living. Like it's just what we do. We look forward to it. I love teaching with my whole heart. She loves uh, coaching with her whole heart. And so like um, we, I think we have like small goals, you know, we always watch like how we're doing, but we, when we moved into this new space, we had one goal, which was 25 new clients in a year, year and we got it in the first month. Yeah, oh. as as I just twenty five this year, and I'll feel like and we awesome. had, and like the first three weeks, and we were we like neither one of us are big like number watchers, but at the end of the second month, I sat down and like pulled up our numbers and was like, "Bean, we're killing it. Look at this." And she's like, "Oh."
1: So, <laughs> so- do you like? Do you ever think? Um, gosh, like we actually could be doing more. Like, are we could have a bigger impact?
3: So. <clears> like expanding <throat> ourselves. Oh yeah. So I I think of that people would love an Urban Flex a lot of places, Urban Flex and Flow, a lot of places. But like us and the people directly under us are kind of the product. So like
0: I don't know that it would be successful to be in. And we have, you know, we haven't talked about but we have three kids. There's just no way. <laughs> Right now in this moment, maybe one day, but I think we have other goals. Like, yeah, we have we have other goals. We want to I want to be a hippie on a hill in a forest. And so that's uh, really uh, a goal for me. Um, <laughs> do
1: it. I it. I'm, gonna,
0: I'm gonna. She wants to be a girl moss. I'm gonna be you girl know, she's to lie on the bottom. <laughs> Oh, you know what? We really, I, we want to, we run international retreats, but I would like to build a retreat center and like spend the summers there having people come to me. And so, I mean, we have like small, we have goals like that, but I don't, I don't foresee another. retreat.
3: I don't know. I, I liked I was telling her today when we were, while I was in the shower, I'm like, I would like to be able to provide a service to people who don't get served. So like if we had to start a nonprofit or something like that to get fitness to people who don't get fitness, there's a lot of communities in Sacramento that do not get fitness. There's no way there is not a 24 hour fitness in that spot, but they still deserve to be fit. So that like would be, um, that would be like the culmination of my career would be to have that happen.
1: That's, um that's really really cool i I could see that having a huge impact when we think when we think about gyms we we realize that there is kind of a certain group of our like of our community that goes to gyms people who are like you know upper upper middle class but lower class they're not going to be going to gyms so you could have a huge impact on the community that way
3: yeah um awesome
1: Any like anything else that you're really excited about in the future as it relates to like, like health and and wellness and your GM?
0: I am really excited about what we're doing because I'm seeing, like I I said earlier in the interview, we're just now seeing people's like bodies change and they're like the way they speak about themselves. That's always my favorite thing. And like see themselves that I can't wait to see grow and expand as we like, you know, we teach the yogis how to do fitness and the fitness people get comfortable getting into yoga like that collective, both strengthening and softening. I can't wait to see that just grow and grow and grow. I I'm genuinely like, yeah, it's been so,
3: it's been so cool. Like typically people who are in my side are hard on themselves. They're disgusted by themselves. And you know, I'm like, be nice to yourself. Look how awesome you're doing. Think about other 40 year old moms, you know, like it's nice for them to go see Heather and start like talking better about themselves. Loving themselves yeah. or like the woman that came in today. And I said, are you mad at me? Cause she's a Yogi. And yesterday I made her run a mile. Actually it was two and she did a bunch of stuff and she's like, I'm so proud of myself. Yeah, She's like, I'm so proud of myself that I did this, that I came over to this side and like, I feel stoked that I'm doing this.
0: Yeah. That part's been the That's coolest. Cool. And I'm just excited to see that. Cause it's only been six months and it's the gym is so full and the yoga studio is so full and we've just given little tastings of everything. And I just can't wait to see that expand.
1: Yeah. I, that's a really good point too, Heather. Like there's this, like this kind of binary, like, um, like image of what health and wellness like has been, has looked like for a long time. Like you're either a or really? you're, or you're yeah. not basically but we're kind of moving into this like sliding scale where like healthy can look like a bunch of different things. And it sounds like that's a big like mission um, of what you're trying to accomplish.
0: For me it is. Yeah, absolutely. I think her too now. Yeah. She got her, she got her, I've, I've always been an athlete. I've always liked to push, but I really got my fingers in her and like uh, taught her to like relax a little and seeing that happen and how that's translated into Everything in all of our community, like that's been just the. I just want to teach everybody to do that to find the right amount of push and the right amount of surrender. Like that is really the mission of yoga, too. So I'm just getting to do that without, you know, without having to like because so much yoga nowadays people want to make it like boot camp. It's just not yoga is yoga and boot camp is boot camp. And you have to make time for both. You have to make time to strengthen your body through stress. And to soften the body through ease, you just have to, that there's no way around it. And so for us to provide that, like in the material world, not just in words, I say that has been like, it's just really, really special. I think we're like, I think the only place that really does it the way we do, because like I am a yoga teacher and she is a trainer and we came together versus like, oh, we're yoga. yeah, yeah. You know, cause a lot of gyms will be like, oh, we're going to just add like a yoga class on Sundays. And they just get some random person who does it on the side, which is fine where this is my life. Right. This is like, my whole experience of living and what I, I love to do. And same with her.
1: Do you think the secret for success is just that like you, you genuinely love the work that you're doing every single day. And like, if you love the work that you're doing, you're going to be successful.
3: I I kind of do. You know, you I mean, it must be hard
1: work too. Like I can tell like being, and Heather, like, like it, I can tell both of you, like put your heart and soul into these businesses. So it must be, there's that book called grit where like, where passion meets hard work. Like that's just like the best recipe for success. So that's got to be what's going on for you. Hundred yeah.
0: percent. Yeah. I mean, there's ways to be successful without loving what you do. I w- I'm not going to deny that, but it's way more enjoyable. And I think people can really feel the difference when you're around somebody who's Excited and happy about what they're doing versus somebody who just wants your money. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, we've we've all been on the other side of that. I think.
0: Yeah. yeah, but yeah, grit. That that that's a great book and also an absolute must. I think for true success, because success isn't just monetary, right? It's also within. That's a cool one.
1: Have you you read that one, Heather? She reads
0: a lot of books. Yeah. She does not me.
1: You've
3: been reading <laughs> I've been reading. She's yeah. been reading. I'm, I'm, I'm so proud of myself.
1: You guys both push each other so well. That's a really cool thing that I've noticed too. Is like you, like you pull and push each other in different directions to make each other better, which is really cool.
0: Yeah, you should have that. I mean, everybody should have that because I'm a I'm a glutton for growth in all the ways. And uh, I there's no way it would be like trying to keep your head above water with somebody holding me by the ankles if I wasn't with somebody like Bean. You know, instead she's like pushing me to the surface and I'm like doing the same for her.
3: Well, and it's nice to have somebody who gets it. Like not a lot of people get it. You can be a, like a coach or a teacher and do it one hour, twice a week. But like nobody gets it like somebody who's in it. Yeah, You know, like where I come home and I'm like, I think they liked my class, but like I just felt off, kind of off. Yeah. Like that's a thing, you know? I'm like, maybe they didn't like it. Where the other person would be like, what are you talking about? And just our odd hours,
0: you know, we have odd hours. We work when everyone else is not working. And so to have a partner that understands that and isn't like upset at you for like working at night, working at night, or she works so early in the morning. And then she's like, I really want to go for a run. I'm like, go for a run. I got it. You know, or she, I'm like, I really need to go practice. She's like, babe, go practice. I got it. You know? So. Yeah. Give me like
1: one or two nuggets around like just following through on your like on your health and wellness goals that like are you you two live by that, like number one or two things that you teach your clients to live by?
0: Never miss a Monday. I have a bean one, but I don't even know if she realizes. These are
1: how. huge though, because you said yeah. the whole tone for the week.
0: Never miss a Monday.
1: I always think about that. Like when I miss a Monday, I'm like, oh shit, I'm so screwed now. <laughs>
3: um, Like for the majority of, majority
0: of us, get it done before work. She always, is what I was saying, there's like a beanism that she sends to people, but it's so motivating. She's like, just put your feet on the floor, slam a coffee and get to the gym. And when we like, I don't know how many times that has worked, but it works like it's like, no, it's you, true. You, I used to be like, you like well, put, just, your alarm. It's so bright. It's so yeah. bright. You're already awake. Just, just, just get it. Put, put your feet down. I used
1: to do, put your running shoes on and you, one, eventually you'll just start running a hundred percent.
0: One foot in front of the other. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think for me, it's like almost like the Nike, like just do it, like um, do it when you're sad, do it when you're happy, do it when you're angry, do it when you're in love, like don't just do it no matter what, because every time you do it, it's like putting money into your bank account of wellness and health that grows and grows and grows. And when you can't one day, because there's always a day when we can't for whatever reason, illness or injury or sickness or whatever, you still have that bank account of wellness and health that has been like deposited into for years and years and years. I like that
1: analogy where you kind of make deposits like the the health multiple you can kind of cash those in it, you know, in the future. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: I'm going to, I'm going to hop into rapid fire questions. Um, So is there four questions Um, just say the first one that comes to mind, they're just supposed to be fun. The first one is what is your favorite restaurant in Sacramento?
0: Fabian's. What What'd you say, Fabian's. (laughs) On Fair Oaks and- I've never heard of that. Oh, my God. You should go. It's amazing. It's Italian, incredible.
1: I'm guessing. Fabian's?
0: Fabian's. It's, it's yeah, Italian, but, uh, like, American. I don't know. The food is amazing. The cocktails are amazing. <laughs> it's on Fair Oaks and um, Mad- Mark- Madison. Fabian's. F-A-B-I-A-N-S. Fabian's. We'll a look there? it up. The- Bambi's. I always want oh, to eat yeah, Bambi's, Bambi's
2: tacos. Yeah,
1: Bambi's. Vegan tacos. Yeah. Um okay um favorite book this, this might be easier for Heather, but what's the what's oh, your favorite book?
3: That's a really hard The like... Little Prince. <laughs> the Little Prince. I love it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's your favorite book. I love it so much. Okay. Then... This is really hard for me because like I have my fiction, my nonfiction, my favorite, like one of my favorite yoga books initially in the very, very beginning was How Yoga Works by Geisha Michael Roach. It's a really not well-known book and it got, it gets a little dry in the middle, but man, that book changed my outlook on what I do. And then The Great Work of Your Life by Stephen Cope. That one's about the Bhagavad Gita and Dharma.
1: Awesome. Okay. <laughs> um, do you have a role model or hero that you look up to?
0: Ooh. Dang. I mean, I have to say like within my field, my teacher, Stephanie Snyder, she's in San Francisco and her teacher Sri Dharma Mitra. um, Those are the, that's the lineage that I've come up with. And, um, you know, Stephanie Snyder changed how I teach and how I practice. And she taught me how to do it from a devoted heart, which just made everything sweet and special. So my teacher, Stephanie Snyder. That's real sweet. Thanks, Babe. I used to have one. Um, Todd Durkin, he was the strength coach
3: for um the Chargers. And cool. um and uh now he owns Fitness Quest. That's his own spot. But he was just like such a little badass, t- totally kind of like his shirt used to say, uh, make your life worth telling a story about. And so, like, I I really loved him. And any conference he was at, I would go to his his spiel. Cool. Get down with them. Yeah.
1: And the last one is where do you go to unwind? Clear your head.
0: The river. Yoga.
2: Huh,
0: cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anywhere in nature. We camp a lot. I'm an you know, I connect to God outside more than anywhere else nowadays and through my kids, but um, God as in the greatest source of love, not as man in the sky. But nature, but the one the nature we have in Sacramento is the river. And I don't care what anybody says, it's beautiful and it's perfect and it's ours, and I love it.
1: I agree. It's, it's totally weird and out there, but it's also like it's ours and it's beautiful too. Um, Why don't we just do a quick plug, like uh, for urban flex and flow, where do we find you? you Want to get started? What's the best way to kind of come by and check it out.
0: Okay. Okay. We're in Carmichael on Fair Oaks and Marconi. Our website is urbanflexandflow.com. We offer a one week free trial for anybody who is interested in becoming a member. You will not regret that one week trial. Just, sign up on our website let us know when you've signed up through email and we'll add the week to your your profile and then you can come get your grind on and your flow on for a week and then hopefully we'll keep you forever
1: <laughs> I love it
0: <laughs>
1: um this was so great having you I just want to thank um both of you Heather and B for being here and you guys are amazing and so many amazing lessons and um I think um everyone will have a lot to take away from this so thank you no, you
0: just got to come see us Josh
1: I will be there definitely great. Yeah, I want to go. I want to go to yoga class, and I want Bean to like kick my ass. And, like,
3: yeah, <laughs> I love that. Sweet,
2: thank you, Josh. Thank you. Go Kings. Yeah.
1: Go Kings.
2: This has been the Edge of Greatness. A huge thank you to Metro Edge. A huge thank you to the UC Davis Graduate School of Management. A huge thank you to Rayleighs. We'll see you next time.